Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a video show coming to you on this Saturday, April the 17th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to share and break down an amazing piece of literature that my good friend BJ Gadur, the Sultan of Sweat himself, put out probably a couple weeks ago. I don't know when I saved this, but I'll give him uh, full credit for it. It is 10 Simple Shred Strategies. Um, it's a great written piece. I'm going to actually forward it out in our newsletter probably Wednesday of this week. But I'm going to break down every point here uh, and kind of walk you through. So if you're looking to get shredded, ripped, uh, lean, toned, whatever your term is, these would be the 10 things I would apply to your life. And I'll kind of go into detail as we get into today's episode. But before I jump in, a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam TLC. It is the CBD product that I take every single night to go to sleep. In fact, we take a handful uh, of their products at our house. I take the Dream product probably the most often, uh, usually the capsules. And Heather actually likes the uh, the powder. They're both great. Uh, the powder has like a little cinnamon kind of like cocoa uh, flavor. It's almost like a it's almost like drinking like a cinnamon hot chocolate before you go to sleep. If you actually heat it up, it's pretty good. But there's the 20 milligrams of the nano CBD in there. Uh, there's melatonin in there. It's natural. I find I get to stay asleep. I wake up way less frequently. Uh, I'm not hungover. It's not habit forming. So I do take the Dream product every single night. We also use uh, the tincture and the salves, the balm, if you will, like to rub on soft tissue and then kind of massage things out. And so again, there's no THC in it. You won't get high. Uh, it's just an all natural way to hopefully help you get, you know, more restful, quality, restorative sleep. So if you guys are interested, you can always use the code Jeremy Scott to get 35% of all pres uh, prescriptions, subscriptions, and 20% uh, off all products on the site, beamtlc.com. Just put in the code Jeremy Scott for 35% off all subscriptions and 20% off all products. And if you really want to try the dream uh, samples, hit me up. Uh, we can get you three free nights worth. You can try it and then obviously make the call for yourselves. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know it's the one thing I take every single day and never miss. If you're a person who is tired of taking 14 different pills, this would be the supplement that I would pick up for you. Uh, it's just an easy way to cover all of the gaps in your nutrition. Obviously, I'm a fan of eating real food, but let's be real. The odds of you guys eating you know, 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies every day is probably not going to happen. So this is a great way to kind of make sure you're not missing anything that is important. Honestly, I take the travel packs everywhere I go. Uh, I bring them to work with me. Uh, I have uh, usually like five or six in every backpack, but literally it's just a scoop, put it in water, shake it, slam it. Uh, by far the best tasting greens on the planet. Again, there's no gluten, no dairy, no corn, no eggs, no peanuts, no animal byproducts, no lactose, sucrose, no dextrose. There's no GMOs, no herbicides, pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. It is about as real as it gets. And the cool thing is, is they have uh, 7.2 billion um, dairy-free probiotics in there, as well as a digestive enzyme. So it's great for gut health and everything else. So if you're somebody who struggles to get enough veggies in their life and you want something that's going to help your immune system, your gut health, your digestion, your energy, liver function, brain function, which Lord knows I need that, this is the product I would take. And so the site is athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott. And right now, if you guys order, we can get you a year supply of free vitamin D. 
They'll send you vitamin D for an entire year for free, and they'll give you five free travel packs as well with order one. And if you heard me talk about it a million times, or maybe this is your first podcast, if you're really on the fence, you can hit me up and we will have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. I don't care what state or what country you live in. We can send it anywhere, Australia, Germany, uh, anywhere, really. Um, we've sent them all over the planet, and I'm happy to do that to help you guys be a little bit healthier and hopefully make your life a little bit better. So the site, athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott for all the free stuff, or hit me up and we'll get you a sample to try yourself. Now, I am tired today. I am on the struggle bus right now. You ever have those days where you're just... You're not really motivated and you don't want to do anything. Well, my friends, that day um, is today for me. The weather's nice out, uh, but I have to get this done. And that's where I'm at. So hopefully this gets me motivated about halfway through. But I did want to share this because I did think it was so important uh, for a lot of you who are looking to maybe get leaner um, and do some things before you know the summer gets here. It's April, which in Scottsdale is already the summertime. If you're in different parts of the country, you have a little bit of lag time here, but man, you're cutting it real close. The crazy thing is in a normal year when it's not, uh, you know, the pandemic and stuff, we typically see the biggest influx of people probably late February or March. Now this year we've started to see people the last probably like two weeks here, but usually about March they come in here because the weather's really nice and people are like, what can you help me do? I'm like, well, we can't work miracles, but we can help you do some things and this is kind of the breakdown of those 10 things. But before I jump in, uh, I got forwarded a handful of articles that are real similar to this. I believe this one is originally from uh, Dana Santis uh, over at CNN. And now again, I don't uh, don't read the news. I don't watch the news unless people send me things. But I did see this because it stuck out. And a lot of my um, fellow fitness friends and professionals shared it as well. And so I thought I would share it with all of you. The title of this article, Reduce Risk of Severe COVID with Regular Activity, Study Says. Here's how to get 22 minutes of exercise in daily. And the article goes on to say, The history of being consistently active is strongly associated with the reduced risk of severe COVID-19. There is a Kaiser Permanente study published by the British Journal of Sports Medicine That looked at nearly 50,000 adults with COVID. The research found that those who met the target of the U.S. Department of Health Services physical activity guidelines of at least 150 minutes per week of moderate to vigorous physical activity showed significantly lower incidences of hospitalizations, ICU admissions, and death due to COVID-19 illness. The guidelines, which are the same for the World Health Organization, used by many nations, are based on research supporting the ability of physical activity to boost immune function, reduce systematic inflammation, increase pulmonary cardiovascular health, and improve mental health. With all of those benefits that regular movement tends to bring, it may not be surprising that the physical activity meeting these guidelines is also lessening the severity of COVID-19 systems. Indeed, acute COVID illness is just one of many potential negative impacts of a sedentary behavior and lifestyle, which also happens to be a known risk factor for cardiovascular disease, which if you guys have listened to me for any amount of time, know that is the number one killer of people on the planet. 
I believe 630 some thousand people die of heart disease per year. That means a person in America is dropping dead about every 36 seconds from that. But not being active is a factor in how sick you get from COVID. Uh, the obviously heart disease issues, obesity, diabetes, stroke, and some forms of cancers. To date, the risk factors of severe COVID-19 as identified by the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention include being advanced age, being male, and having heavy underlying comorbidities such as diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. Many of the risk factors are difficult, um, if not impossible, obviously, to mitigate. Um, so it's understandable if you feel powerless in the face of some of them. However, the results of this study could arguably add to the list the point of this entire thing what they're driving at. Obviously, sometimes, you know, if you're if you're older, if you're male, you, you can't really change that. It just is what it is. Um, but for a lot of people, you just got to be active and you got to eat real food and you got to move your ass around. And to reach 150 minutes of exercise over the course of the week you need to exercise just under 22 minutes a day. I'm going to repeat that again. To reach 150 minutes of exercise, which is the threshold that they're suggesting, you need to exercise just under 22 minutes per day. And for some people who don't exercise, obviously, on a regular basis, that might sound super overwhelming, but they're not talking about, you know, squatting and deadlifting here. They're talking about taking regular walks. You're talking about little short bursts of activities. You're talking about people who just work out smarter, not longer. You're talking about people who play things like tennis and basketball and yoga or, you know, riding bikes. It's not complex, everybody. And the reason I shared this, obviously there's things, if you guys are listening to me, you already know this and you're probably a person who exercises way more than, you know, 150 minutes per week. And when I say that, I don't mean like, you know, killing yourself hit like death metcons for 150 minutes per week. If a person comes here and they're here three times a week and they're working out for 30 minutes, three times a week, that's already 90 minutes. If they go on an hour walk, good to go. That's your whole week. Done and done. Come here three times a week, do three 30 minute workouts and then go on a walk for an hour. Boom. That's it. That's, that's the threshold that we are asking people. Um, to avoid, you know, serious negative impacts on their health in terms of, you know, severe complications of COVID, cardiovascular disease, obesity, diabetes, stroke, and some forms of cancer. We're asking you to move 150 minutes per week. And I share this because we are obviously 13 months into this, uh, you know, shit show. And uh, obviously, you can feel it getting back to normal, at least here in Arizona. I don't know where you guys live, what state or what country you're in. Obviously, I have people all over the place and you know, people in Canada, it's way different. People in Paris, it's way different. People in even other states in America are different than here. But you can feel, at least for us, like we're moving in the right direction. And I'm never going to blame anybody, but I feel like, and I'm on a group text where we talked about this the other day, I feel like with a lot of these decisions that were made a year ago, uh, eight months ago, 10 months ago, six months ago, people can't just say, hey, we were wrong. They, they can't say, hey, we didn't know. They can't say, hey, you know what? We tried this. Well, let's do this way. Or, hey, you know, let's course correct off of our bad, terrible decisions. I have yet to really hear that from anybody in any form of leadership, uh, whether that be medical or otherwise, that, you know, gets airtime on the mainstream, quote unquote, media news. 
that's why I think so much of it is complete horseshit, just for the fact of like you. So this article came out April thirteenth, four days ago. Um, it took you a year to figure that out. That being active and moving your body around is going to reduce the risk of you getting sick. Like we had to do, we had to do studies on that. Have we not been doing studies on this for decades already? I mean, basically what I'm reading here is um, if you uh, take care of yourself, if you exercise, if you eat right, um, if you get quality sleep and drink water and don't abuse alcohol and drugs, you're going to be um, a healthier person on average overall. That's what I'm reading here. We we waited we 13 months in. We, why isn't this shit come out like week one, week two? You can say all the other stuff. Cool. You can say wear a mask. You can say stay away from everybody forever. You can say get a vaccine. That's all cool. But this should be the on the forefront of every fucking news station forever and always. This should They should have a ticker of this scrolling every day. Literally, you should share the numbers of this every day. Did you, and, and just maybe just put a, a questionnaire up on the news every day you turn it on. Did you exercise today? If not, get up and move your ass. Turn off this shitty program you're watching as you're wasting 30 minutes doing this and go do something else. Or you know what? Hop on your bike and do this. Hop on your ski. Like do some bodyweight squats, do some walking lunges, throw some push-ups in. Go for a walk instead of watching this garbage on here. I don't want to get off track because it's nothing to do with today's podcast and episode, but we're we're 13 months in and this is the kind of shit we're now sharing. And this is getting like, yeah, obviously it was written like, from CNN and somebody shared this like on their news station, but this should be on the ticker scrolling every single day. That should be the reminder you're telling people every single day. You should put a sign up on your business, not just wear a mask and stay six feet apart. You should also have the signs up that just say, Hey, put real food in your body. Make sure you get quality sleep tonight. Did you exercise today? Things like that would go a long way. You know, a lot of people, they took an entire year and they learned so much about so little. And I'm not saying don't be informed. That's fine. You can learn about the pandemic. You can learn about COVID and all that stuff's great. But if that's the most you learned, if that's what you spent most of your time listening to and being educated on uh, and learning buzzwords like that, like saying things like hotspots and numbers and uh, distancing and viral load and and saying all that shit, which is just parroting because most people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just spitting out those terms. If you learned all that, and yet you didn't take time to learn like, I don't know, like what, what vitamin D like really does in the body, like what, what, how important zinc is or a quercetin or drinking enough water or the risk of being even 30 pounds overweight, or you didn't learn any new mobility drills. You didn't, uh, you know, join any kind of exercise program, whether it be in person or digitally. I think you kind of shit the bed, man. And, uh, you had a great opportunity to, to make some, some major changes. And I know it's been tough and it hasn't been easy for everybody and, you know, loss of job and kids at home and all these different things and the stress and the uncertainty. I understand that. But at the end of the day, there's so many things that we can't control. There's so many things that we cannot change, but what you can control is the food you put in your body. That's always up to you. You can control what you eat every day. You can control what you drink every day. And you can control how active you are. And you can control when you go to sleep and when you get up. That's on you. So you might not be able to, you know, make a dent in the circumstances or 
the economy or the administration or the things that are going around, you know, that people want to bitch and argue and complain about. But you can control that. And if you've learned anything in the past year, just control what you can control. And at the end of the day, if you're a healthier person and you're moving better and you're feeling better, it just makes all the other shit around you a lot easier to deal with. So, but again, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. All of you guys who listen to me know this. Uh, very few people I think listen to this don't exercise, but I just wanted to drill it home because it's just, it's baffling to me, like how, how far we missed the mark here. And I think this was the most, uh, if I say it politely, like piss poor handled thing in the history of America and how much we shit the bed on so many things and vilified industries for no reason and for the wrong reasons. Um, I hope we learn in the future that, you know, we're not going to uh, rope off um, playgrounds and basketball courts and tell people they can't go to parks outside and be, and be active. And we're not going to close down uh, quality fitness facilities. Like, that can never happen again. Uh, we have a, a big enough problem with people eating shit and drinking shit and not being uh, active enough. They have enough roadblocks and barriers just to, to get the confidence to show up to the gym and be part of a fitness program. So you, you got to stop making it harder for them. You got to make it easier for them. You got to make the barrier for entry simpler, not more complex. Because then you just deter people. And then there might have been people who were going to go join a fitness program, but you freaked them out and told them it was the worst thing they could do. And in a reality, it was the best fucking thing they could have done. And that's a that's something that they, they should be apologizing for every single day on TV. Like, hey, guys, we told you the wrong shit. We fucked up. You know how much more respect I'd have for people if they did that? If they just said, hey, you know, we said this. We thought it was going to be this. It wasn't. We were wrong. You know, our bad, we, we fucked up, and this is what you should do moving forward. And they should be screaming that from the mountaintops, not putting it out on an article that has to get shared by a fitness professional that nobody else is talking about. That's insane to me. But anyways, I could talk about that all day. That's for, you know, uh, you guys know you guys know my take on it. It's just, uh, it is frustrating for sure. And I feel I feel bad for a lot of the, the fitness pros who have to fight that, uh, that narrative and, and all that kind of nonsense. But hopefully we are... Uh, we're moving in the right direction. Hopefully, you know, six months from now, a year from now, every fitness facility that's worth its salt is just going gangbusters. And it's like they're so busy they, they can't even take more people on because so many people want to be fit and healthy and part of a community and actually get help. So that's my hope for 2021, 2022. But here we are with uh, my man, BJ Goodors. 10 Simple Shred Strategies. Now, these are... um. These are golden. Uh, and before I jump in here, um, just one of these options is probably what I would do to start. Um, some of you guys who have a bigger bandwidth, you can maybe do a couple more. Uh, if you're already super healthy and maybe I say something you're not doing, obviously you maybe could throw in one or two. But if you're somebody who maybe hasn't been perfect and 2020 wasn't a banner year for you in terms of eating and drinking and being physically active. I would say just start with one and uh, see how your body responds to the new stressors over the next like one to two weeks. And then obviously you can add another because in reality, I would rather have you go shallow end, you know, than deep end. And I get people in here who maybe haven't worked out in a year and they come in like, I want to be here seven days a week and do every workout. And I'm like, no, dude, if you haven't done anything, 
just come in and do something the first day because you don't want to be so sore that you can't move for two weeks or run yourself down where you actually do get sick because you're just beating the shit out of yourself. Because the truth is, if you want to be lean, you know, slow and steady really does win the race. I'm a huge fan of that, of, of doing something where, you know, it's sustainable for a lifetime. It's not just a, a quick fix. And so it only takes an average, you know, calorie deficit of probably 250 to 500 calories per day, you know, whether it be, you know, from actually like reduced calories you're eating or increase, you know, calorie expenditure. So for, and that's for people who are looking to lose like a half a pound to a pound of body fat a week, which I think is fast. If you're a person who's got, you know, 50 pounds to lose, if you lost a pound a week, every week in a year, boom, there you are. I know people want it quicker than that, but you probably didn't put it on quicker than that. So why the hell do you think you can take it off faster than that in a health, you know, in a healthy, safe manner, if you will. And that's the key here. A safe, healthy, sustainable approach. Because anything that's more aggressive is going to probably lead to decreased performance, um, decreased happiness, and then it's going to take your life over and you'll quit because it's, it's so hard and you're so miserable the entire time. That's why I say you just make it part of your daily life. Don't make it your life. Because then you, you, you're always looking for the end date. You know, you're always looking for when can I quit, you know, doing this and go back to quote unquote normal. And, or, you know, once I get there, then I'll just, I'll ease off the gas and I'll just maintain. And the truth is, is whatever you did to get there is probably what you got to keep doing, you know, to stay there, if not even more so. And that's, again, I'm not a fan of the, you know, the, the quick, you know, fad diets and, and the crash dieting stuff, because you always bounce back and ten, typically it's, it's even worse than where you started. So the key here is sustainability for the long term. So the first item on the list is remove one meal per day. Or stop snacking. Now, obviously everybody eats different. And all that really matters is how you currently eat before making any adjustments. So if you're eating three legit meals a day, your classic, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner setup, I would consider maybe cutting out breakfast and just drinking, you know, some coffee and water instead. And I recommend eating fewer, you know, larger meals rather than snacking throughout the day for uh, the best results. To me, I do better when I eat bigger meals than when I eat little snacks. It tends to be more satisfying. It requires less tracking if you're using my fitness pal in terms of macros and calories, and it forces the body to burn more fat or for excuse me for fuel at rest. And if you look at how the brain and gut uh, tend to communicate, if you're talking like satiety uh, and satiation, uh, it's off of meal size, not frequency. So the bigger the meals, you tend to be fuller for longer as opposed to just these little rabbit meals where you're hungry every, you know, 15 minutes. And like anything in life, I'm a fan of just simplifying everything. That's how I've had success in anything is just simplifying it. And that, that goes for everything I do. It goes for the clothes I wear. I, you know, get like five pairs of pants, all the same color. I get like five tops, all the same color. And I throw some shoes on and a hat on and I go to work, and I don't think about it, so I'll either, obviously I have a blue shirt on today, which is BJ Gadur's clothing line, sleeves sold separately, use the code JSCOTT15 for 15% off if you want to get any of his sick clothes, they actually really fit super nice, like very comfortable like Lululemon, the point I'm driving at is, most of the time I wear a black shirt or a gray shirt, and I wear a black pants or a gray pants, you know why, it's simple, I don't got to think about it, it's one less decision I have to make every single day, and that's a basic one, but the same thing goes for your food, if you're only eating three meals a day instead of five meals a day, 
that's only three chances to mess up. If you're eating five meals, you got five chances to mess up. And for most people, you know, if you, I'm not telling you to like starve yourself, but if you skip breakfast, that's okay. It's not the most important meal of the day. That's bullshit. I haven't eaten breakfast in probably, at this point, close to 13 years or something like that. So that's just one way to go about it. Now, if you're a person who snacks, I would scrap all the snacks. You can keep the same three meals if you want, but if you're a three meal and two snack person, get rid of the snacks, man. If you want to throw some stuff like into your meals to make them a little bigger, that's fine, but I'd scrap the snacks for sure. Number two, make one meal protein only. A typical meal has a healthy mix of all three macronutrients. And if you guys who are new to the podcast, when I say macros, I'm talking proteins, carbs, fats. But protein is the most important macro when you are in a calorie deficit. Not only does it burn more calories to digest, but it fills you up and preserves your muscle mass, metabolic rate, and accelerates recovery. For example, you could just opt for a protein shake with no additional carbs or fats for one of your meals. Or if you, you know, were a person like Jeremy, I just have to eat when I wake up, water, coffee, and you could just, you know, crush some chicken breast or some steak or whatever your thing is, it's fine. Um, even if you went with some egg whites and, and even if you had a couple like eggs with it, that's okay too. Obviously there's, you know, some fat in there. But if it was a super high protein meal with very minimal fat, I'm, I'm a fan of that as well. But the protein shake is obviously like a super easy idea. It's liquid. Uh, it's going to get the bloodstream and be digested relatively quick. And it's just a simple way to go about things. Again, I'm not saying do all of these at once. That's why I prefaced it before we dug into this. Just pick one and roll with it and see if it works for you. And some of these will work for some of you guys. Others won't. And that's the beauty of it. There's something that works for everybody. Number three, add 20 minutes of NEAT. And when I say NEAT, I'm talking capital letters N-E-A-T. That stands for your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Pretty much all the lower intensity activity you do outside of structured training works for this. For a lot of you guys, this is simple. You can start with 20 minutes of walking daily, ideally uh, post-workout or you could walk in a separate session altogether. You could walk your dog. Really, really simple stuff. Put on this podcast, walk your ass around the neighborhood, things like that. Um, honestly, I try to walk at least, well, it depends on the day. Uh, my steps, if I look at my steps right now, today is a really low day. I'm only at 8,866 steps. Most days I am well over 20,000 because I'm actually here and I'm coaching people. If not, I try to walk for at least probably 30 to 60 minutes per day. And that's, you know, kind of part of your, your fat loss phase, if you will. BJ actually mentioned here in his most ripped days that he would do a 60-minute walk in the morning and the evening. But admittedly, that tends to take uh, the joy out of walking. And uh, it does take up a shit ton of time. And a lot of you guys have kids and jobs and families, and it's not going to happen. So I'm a huge fan of doing the smallest amount of effort needed to get the results you're looking for. But if you are not training, like on a day, you're not doing, uh, you know, a Metcon, you're not doing yoga, you're not just, you know, bro lifting, go for a walk if you can. And everybody has time for 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes of walking, at least a couple times a week. Like I purposed earlier, if you just did three workouts a week of 30 minutes plus an hour-long walk, you guys are in business. But 
if you can, I think just adding in 20 minutes of walking every single day is a really simple way to get leaner um, that we don't think about and talk about. We, oh, we got to go do this. I'm like, some days walking is fine. You know, go do your mobility, do some foam rolling, go for a walk and boom, you're in business. Number four, choose lower carb, calorie, fat, protein sources. If you don't want to change your daily eating schedule or you've, you know, already changed your eating schedule because you're at a different part in your journey, maybe you eat five meals a day, now you eat three. If you don't want to change that, you can start to choose lower calorie foods when you're building your meals. For example, fat sources like nuts and nut butters have additional calories from, you know, trace proteins and carbs where olive oil is pure fat. Similarly, uh, white fish and turkey and chicken are leaner proteins than red meat. Personally, uh, it's my least favorite option because it limits the food, uh, and I just don't want to eat fish every single day. But it's up to you guys. You know, I like a fattier a protein source. I feel I have more energy that way. I feel I'm fuller for longer. But everybody's different. And that strategy can work for some people. So if you're not a huge red meat fan, um, I would say, you know, or you are and you're like, well, I like it, but I can do without it or I eat way too much. I want to cut back. Then sub a couple of your meals. Have them be, you know, the white fishes and have them be the turkeys and the chickens and don't eat as much steak or, you know, burgers or whatever you're digging into every single week. Again, I would rather not go this route, but I do know if I really want to dial things in, if it was me and I take a whole week and I just switch to uh, chickens and fish, uh, I do see a notable, noticeable, excuse me, noticeable difference uh, even within a week. If I take out all red meat and I just, you know, basically my week consists of eggs, ground turkey, chicken, and fish, uh, I'm a lot leaner uh, in just seven days time frame, as crazy as that sounds. And I think it would do the same for uh, a lot of you guys. Number five, this is a big one. Eat cleaner cheats. A clean cheat is choosing better ingredients or bigger servings of fewer ingredients than you normally would do, like with uh, more whole foods than normal is what I'm saying. So BJ is going to list his here. His favorite clean cheat is a 24-ounce ribeye or porterhouse with two baked potatoes, sautéed mushrooms, and a big-ass green salad or just some version of greens. He also eats as much fruit um, that he wants for dessert, um, which is about double or triple the calories of a typical meal. in, honestly, him and I have not talked about this recently, but I've basically been doing the same thing for the most part. Um, just for the fact of uh, I feel way better than if I'm just going to eat pizza and, you know, pastas and cookies and cakes and those things. Not that I don't uh, love those things, but I found myself getting into bad habits and just feeling like shit and giving away a, a whole day or a day and a half. And just I'm not a fan of it. And you know, keep in mind, if you're going to eat at home, that's the best way to ensure, you know, you're getting what you need in your diet. And I think if you guys are eating at home instead of always going out, you're going to consume probably 25 to 50%, you know, less calories, you know, than uh, if you're eating shit out of the restaurant all the time. Now, I'm not saying don't go enjoy yourself and live your life. There's, you know, there's friends of ours that are going to come to town. I want to take them to like one of our favorite pizza places and have a beer and some pizza. But... I can't do that all the time. 
And once in a great while, it's cool, but I really have to pick and choose my spots. And it's not about the vanity. It's just I don't want to feel like shit. I was in the habit of like, you know, later on last year, there's this, it's called Crumble Cookies. It's a chain. You guys are probably familiar. They're giant cookies. They're super thick. They're fucking amazing. Uh, they make all different kinds. Like every week, they have like their standard, like the sugar and uh, chocolate chip, but they have all different types of cookies. And I'd go and like pick up the four and then like, you know, Heather would dig into some or like our family would come over and dig into some and then I would uh, grab some. But I would always wake up feeling like, like I was hungover. Like my face was kind of puffy. Like I just I couldn't like, not that I couldn't open my eyes, but I just felt like my face was like fat. And, you know, digestion wise, it's hard to digest that much sugar um, and whatever, you know, all the oils and shit that they put in there. And I just wasn't feeling great. So I've been trying to be real conscious of just making better choices in terms of even if like if we grab some chips like you know what kind of oils are they are they seed oils are these natural is it organic even things like that that I, I used to never think about and I just said oh fuck it for the day um, I try to be more mindful of that because I just don't like to feel like shit and so for a lot of you guys you know if you can have cleaner cheats I think you'll do your body a huge a huge service and uh Again, it's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what exactly to do, but if you're trying to be shredded, you can still enjoy some things, but maybe it's just the, the foods you'd normally enjoy, but just bigger portions of them. Or instead of having a sleeve of, you know, Oreos, you, you know, had an apple and some peanut butter, or like a banana and peanut butter, or some dark chocolate and a banana, or whatever your thing is. I just think, A, that's real food. There's going to be micronutrients in there, and I think it's closer to what you're normally doing during the week, and you won't feel like such a, you know, a hungover bag of shit the next day. So again, this is a podcast on how to get shredded. And that is probably one of the easier ways to do it. And I have noticed that in myself as well. Obviously, you know, I I look basically the same 365. But I've noticed, you know, over the past like two months of doing this, I just I felt a whole hell of a lot better, probably even three months now at this point, which is kind of cool. So if you guys are looking to get lean, having cleaner cheats definitely um, can do that. And if if you want to have a a basic metric, if you keep it real food, you're going to tend to self-regulate and eat probably 20 to 50% less overall. Number six, be more strict with flexible dieting. Now, flexible dieting is a major key um, to healthy eating for the long haul. And I believe it should remain part of your diet even during, you know, an aggressive fat loss phase, you know, but you need to be more mindful um, and tighten things up if you're really trying to lean out. For example, if you tend to give up your flexibility on the weekends, um, you're going to struggle um, long term for sure. You know, it, it's up to you guys. I am a fan of really allowing yourself to eat what you need to eat if it's in the moment, if you can control yourself throughout, you know. It's, it's, it's hard because everybody has a different personality type. Like I'm not a person who could just like eat a piece of pizza. That doesn't really work for me. Um, so I tend to be more strict to myself during the week. Um, and then if it was on the weekends, obviously I'd make a, a call from what it is. There's some people, you know, who can eat a little bit of something every single day. I tend to not be that person because it's a slippery slope for me. If you know you're the person who can't, you know, just eat, you know, a couple of chips. Don't keep chips in your house. 
you know, you got to be a little bit stricter with your flexible dieting. Cause if you know, you know, five chips leads to the whole bag of chips, it's really going to derail you guys, um, from, from what you're trying to do. So if your goal is to really, you know, be lean and really be ripped, you have to rein it in a little bit during this season of life. Like be flexible, you know, pick your spots for sure. If you're someone who can do little things every day, that's great. If you're somebody who has to wait for the weekends, that's awesome. But if you're someone who is having, you know, eight cheap meals a month, you're going to have to be a little bit more strict with that. Maybe cut it down to just four a month and then maybe cut it down to just two a month. And so you're going, you know, biweekly. And then maybe you're just doing one in the month if you're really trying to be lean for like the summertime. So again, it's up to you. Um, I find that to be, you know, probably a better option. So if you're a person who just said, hey, you know, one day a week, I just eat, you know, complete shit. Maybe you stretch it out to every 10 days or 14 days or find a pattern and a rhythm that works for you. That one is, that one's a tough one because I don't want to tell people, you know, to not be flexible with what they're doing. But if you're someone like me, who's an all or nothing person, that one gets really, really tough. It'd be really hard for me to just, you know, eat a donut without it leading to, you know, six or seven donuts and then leading it to multiple poor choices after that because it just starts to avalanche. And again, know your personality type, have some self-awareness, have some body awareness, and obviously make the call from there. Number seven, limit desserts to fruit if you can during this get shredded phase. So... During the week, um, I think if you're trying to be, you know, ripped like Rambo, the acceptable time to have fruit is like a, is like a dessert. I think this is important uh, when you're focusing on reducing body fat. One cup or serving of fruit is typically around 100, you know, nutrient-dense calories. Um, and it can really obviously help you guys, you know, take the edge off and give you something that's, you know, naturally super sweet. It's tough at first. I get it, man, because you're replacing cakes and cookies and ice creams with fruit. Um, it's probably the smartest way you can, you know, curb your sweet tooth. Things like organic uh, mixed berries are a great choice. They're loaded with fiber, antioxidants, um, you know, a lot of micros up in there, and they're low in sugar. Uh, I like the traditional fruits just like anybody else, like an apple uh, or a banana. A lot of times at night, what I've been doing lately is there's a certain kind of oatmeal we eat. I don't know the name of it. I'll find it if you guys are interested. This little packets of oatmeal are like 100 calories. There's not there's not much to them. There's like a gram of sugar or no grams of sugar. They have a little bit of fake uh, flavoring in them, which I can live with. And I'll do that um, with chia seeds and cinnamon, a little bit of almond milk, and I'll cut up half a banana, and I'll mix that up, and I'm like, that's been my dessert uh, a lot of nights. And I, I, I love it. It, it tastes great. It, it's filling enough. If I wanted to go crazy, I could cut up a whole banana. But I've been doing half a banana with the oats um, and the chia seeds. So you're talking like, I don't know what, maybe 15 grams of sugar. That's not a whole hell of a lot. And then there's a lot of fiber in there. And there's a lot of nutrients in there. So if your goal is to really get lean, like you really want to just take it to the next level, limit all the sweets and the treats and the desserts to, uh, to fruit and keep them as, and treat them as that. Don't, you know, Hey, I just, I woke up and I had two bananas today. No, no. Keep that to your dessert meals. 
if the goal is really to be lean. I think for a lot of you guys that can, you can do it every single day. That's fine. Like have an apple, you know, or have your mixed berries or your, you know, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, whatever you want to do, but just have that as like a dessert. And if you can keep it to later in the day, uh, for a lot of people, I think you tend to make, you know, better choices throughout because you're delaying gratification for something and it's turning into like, this is my dessert and it's super sweet. And honestly, when you stop eating all the processed shit, you realize how badass fruit really is. When you stop eating, you know, all the garbage stuff that's, you know, overly processed with, you know, pumped full of tons of sugar and fats and you have pineapple, you're like, oh my God, this is actually pretty badass. So it's an option. Number eight, eliminate the liquid calories. This is an easy one for everybody who should already be doing this. Rarely do juices or regular sodas make the cut uh, in any kind of fat loss plan. It's uh, the definition of an empty, you know, liquid calories. Um, they don't fill you up, but they will spike and, and crash your blood sugar, making you hungrier. Stick to still or carbonated water. Um, and you can work in the low sugar um calorie electrolyte drinks, um, and even diet sodas, like in moderation, of course. And again, that applies to your coffee creamers and stuff. So you don't got to go super crazy, but go easy, uh, obviously, and be mindful of, of condiments and dressings because there is a ton of hidden calories in your diet that you can eliminate, um, and not really have to change the way that you eat, you know, drastic over the course of time. So just be mindful of if you're, what you're putting on, if it is like dressings on your salads, you know, how much ketchup are you squeezing on everything? You know, you know, don't be drinking, in my opinion, orange juice and things like that that are packed full of sugar, you know, water, coffee, tea. Uh, if it's a diet soda here or there, that's fine. We have a whole podcast on diet soda. You're fine if it's, you know, in moderation. And then if it's like the zero calorie, you know, Powerades or Gatorades, which is that's your low or no sugar, you know, electrolyte drinks, I'm a fan of that too. I think that can go a long way. So if you're right now, I think it's anything for your coffee. Um, there's a little bit of creamer in it, that's fine. But if your coffee has 40 grams of sugar in it, you got to start making a better choice. You really do. If you really want to get lean, it's just, um, it's just what it comes down to. Number nine. Add in one extra cardio workout per week. Um, it, just, it just depends who you are. If you're a person who already works every single day, no, I'm not going to suggest this for you. Because there's a lot of people who go crazy and will, um, will star themselves and they'll do endless hours of cardio just to lose weight and get lean. And the result tends to be kind of the skinny fat look that literally, you know, eats away your muscles. Then your metabolism slows down. And that sets you up for a big rebound in weight gain, which nobody honestly wants to do. With that being said, you know, obviously just aerobic exercise does burn the most direct calories, you know, per minute. And it tends to be an easier workout to recover from than, let's say, strength training when you're pushing a sled or squatting or deadlifting or heavy overhead pressing, things like that. And so if you're doing two to three like full body workouts per week, which is what I recommend, plus the additional, you know, cardio workout of 20 to 30 minutes, no more than an hour for sure. Um, that should be more than enough to keep your body burning fat and, and having you from hitting a wall. And obviously, if it's an advanced person who's listening to this, you consider eventually pushing it to two to three cardio sessions per week. If, you know, your sleep, your nutrition, your stress, and your recovery is all on point. That's a key too. You got to make sure you're sleeping, eating right, and that you're not, you know, 
freaking out and you're doing everything you have to do for recovery in the process. And I would say take at least one day off from exercise each week to focus on breathing, mobility, massage, walks, just for your the longevity uh, of your life. Because the key here is you want to be fit, you know, forever, not just, you know, a little short term, you know, quick fix. We want to make the most uh, of our body and our, our training career, if you will. Number 10, get an extra hour or two of sleep every single night. Obviously, it's easier, you know, said than done. But if you can, that would be the key here. Quality sleep for most people is probably the least utilized fat loss tool. But quality sleep is by far the most important thing you can do every day to maximize your performance, your fat loss, and gain muscle. I'll repeat that right now. Quality sleep is by far the most important thing you can do every day to maximize your performance, your fat loss, and your muscle gains. Lack of sleep not only makes you hungrier, which is not what any of us need because I'm starving most of the time like a lot of you guys, but it makes you crave junk food. It makes you crave those sugary, sweet, salty carbohydrates that you're probably not having a ton of. So getting sleep, you guys, is vital uh, to, to being lean. It just is. I know very few people who can be lean and ripped and healthy and sleep five hours a night. It's just, it's like ice skating uphill, man. It's really, really hard to do. And also, if you are not sleeping, it slows the healing process and your ability to recover from, obviously, intense training. And that's, you know, obviously not, you know, what we want or need because we want to be able to, you know, wash, rinse, repeat and wake up and do the same thing day after day after day. And if your body is feeling so sore and broken and beat down, it's going to be really tough to get up and gut through those, you know, workout sessions or just honestly just make it through a normal day. So being super tired and saying you never sleep is not a badge of honor. It's really a badge of stupidity. And honestly, I was guilty of that years ago and I would try to, you know, burn the candle on both ends. And it's really, you're just, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, man. You're, um, you're stepping over dimes to pick up pennies and whatever other phrase you want to use. You're killing yourself on a Tuesday, but then you're dead on Wednesday. What's it worth to kill yourself on a Friday and be dead on a Saturday? Not much in my opinion. So, if you look at sleep, which we've done full podcasts, obviously, on sleep before too, most sleep experts recommend, you know, eight to nine hours per night, you know, and if you can get as close to that as humanly possible, even if it means not watching your favorite TV show during the week or, you know, starting your routine a little bit earlier, but if you can get close to eight to nine hours per night, if I think about my normal day, if I'm there, if it's any, I'm probably... I'm close to eight at this point. I'm really trying to get close to eight. Um, I'm seven plus now, always for sure. There might be a rare day where I'm less and I definitely wake up and feel like I got hit by a Mack truck. I'm definitely not, uh, I don't do well anymore on a little sleep. I'm too old and I got too much stress and too much bullshit uh, to deal with. So I definitely, I try to do eight every night on the weekends if I can get closer you know, to, to nine, I'll do it, but I'm always over seven other the rare, rare occasion. But personally, I'm a fan of taking naps, you know, kind of the 20, you know, maybe 30 minutes to kind of rest your eyes. Uh, you know, if you can do that, you know, before three o'clock, I think it's probably ideal. It'll help you guys, you know, kind of power through the afternoon if you have the ability to. 
Um, and also lets you go to bed on your, you know, regular scheduled time. And so that's probably the best advice um, we could give you guys uh, to kind of, you know, curb any of that late night cravings and the, the nighttime hunger is um, is to go to bed earlier. It, it really is. You know, and, and if you got to, you know, safeguard yourself, brush your teeth earlier, whatever your thing is, just do that too. Um, I honestly here what I do here a lot of days just depends. A lot of times I'm here, uh, before five o'clock in the morning and that's early as hell, man. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. The day where I stop coming in that early will be a great, uh, day here. Um, I don't know when that will be, but I could do without the five, six o'clock is way easier. Um, if, if I had like $50 million and, I didn't, and that not that many people wanted to come in here, and we could just work out at like, you know, 10 a.m. every day. I think that would be ideal, but that's not realistic. And I want to help these guys, so I drag my ass up in here super early every single day. Very thankful to do it, but man, it is early as hell. Uh, and on those days, um, it just depends because my day sometimes can run super long. What it'll do is uh, either usually it's post workout, but if it's pre workout, depending on how I'm feeling. I might be here from like working with people from five till like noon straight through. And then everybody kind of funnels out of here. So I've already been here for seven straight hours, mind you. And I'll turn off all the lights and uh, crank the AC on and the fans on. So keep it a little bit cool here. And uh, I'll turn on Batman, turn off all the lights. And we got these two big exercise boxes and I stack them together. And I grab one of these pillows um, either that I keep in my car or uh, right here off the little... uh, seated section in the front and I'll just set my phone uh, for 30 minutes and it usually takes me a couple minutes to fall asleep and then 20 minutes take a little cat nap and boom wake up do mobility and I crush a workout that uh, that tends to help me and then I can kind of power through the rest of the day and so well, maybe I get out of here at five o'clock but even that little just 20 30 minutes makes all the difference in the world so I don't feel like I'm uh, you know fighting the world just to stay awake if you will so I'm a huge fan of obviously getting you know, legit restorative sleep at night, but also taking like a 20, 30 minute nap during the day can be a huge game changer. And I think a key for a lot of you guys is to try to always go to sleep and wake up at about the same time. No, I'm not always, you know, 100% on that. You know, I might be a little bit later, a little bit earlier most days. I basically wake up the same time every single day. And if I can go to sleep a little bit earlier some nights because my body's just run down or I can just unwind earlier, I'm, I'm all for it. I like to kind of have my process uh, of how I kind of break down the night and then go to sleep. But obviously, you know, I have a wife and, you know, friends and we try to be social and stuff like that. But I just know at this point I can't, um, I can't burn the candle at both ends. I just, it, it's too much and, uh, nobody wins that way. I, I'm shitty. I have shitty trainings. I, I write shitty emails. I do shitty podcasts and I'm shitty to the people here. So they deserve better than that. And that's, you know, kind of what I'm dedicated to doing. And I know, Without good sleep, I just can't, you know, possibly be at my best. So, again, these are 10 things that you can use to, you know, get shredded or get lean or get a little bit ripped a little bit quicker. And uh, they're, they're not rocket science. And you don't have to do all 10 at once. In fact, I wouldn't suggest doing all 10 at once. But pick the ones that you're not doing and integrate them into your life and see if they don't make a huge difference. I'm going to run through all 10 here real quick just so you guys don't forget. Remove one meal or stop, stop snacking. Two, make one meal protein only. Three, add in 20 minutes of NEAT, that kind of non-calorie 
you know, exercise activity, walking, if you will. If you're not walking at least like 20 minutes a day, just do it, please. It's well worth it. Number four, choose lower carb or lower fat protein sources like your chickens, your white fishes, uh, ground turkeys, things like that, or the denser, uh, fattier cuts of red meat, uh, for example. Number five, eat cleaner cheats. Number six, be more strict with your flexible eating. Number seven, limit dessert to fruit only during this phase of life. Eliminate liquid calories, add one extra cardio workout session per week, and number 10, get an extra hour or two of sleep every single night, and i.e. throw in a 20-minute nap if you have the ability and the time to do that. So anybody who's looking to get a little bit more shredded, a little bit leaner come summertime, these are 10 things you can throw into your life to speed up that process and take your body hopefully to the next level. And again, I'm not saying do all 10 at once or even do all 10 at any time, but find the ones that you're not doing and make those swaps and see over the course of the next, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. It doesn't make a huge difference in your body in terms of the way that you look and obviously the way that you move and you feel as well. So my man BG Gador had put this together. It's a great little piece and I wanted to share with all of you guys because I thought it was important, especially as we're coming up on summertime. And a lot of you guys are looking to kind of level things up and, uh, you know, just look and, and feel your best come uh, the warmer months, no matter where you're living. So as always, if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, stop, click the podcast icon, scroll your finger all the way down, drop me a five star, leave a couple comments. I truly would appreciate it. And obviously, if you guys, uh, you know, dug this and you found it to be, uh, you know, helpful at all, uh, you know, pass it along to uh, to a friend or family member or honestly, anybody that you think could benefit from hearing it and is looking to kind of make a little bit healthier lifestyle change. Maybe they're on track, but they want to do something a little bit more extreme and kind of go to the next level and uh, take their body uh, and their mind along with them. So if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys as always. Thank you to the sponsors, Beam uh, TLC. If you guys want to try my Beam uh, CBD products, you can hit me up. And then obviously Athletic Greens. Appreciate you guys as always. The site athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott for the greens and your supply of vitamin D3 and your five free travel packs. A lot of stuff coming on the podcast here. I had a busy, hectic week. We had to move uh, Megan Rigby because she had some stuff going on too. It's just been a, it's been a busy 2021 for sure, but it's nice to feeling like we're getting back to normal. Hopefully you guys are all feeling the same way. Other than that, our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off on Monday. Registration closes tonight, and uh, I'll be kicking with that. And I believe after that we're going to run our Sunday Advanced Metcon program if uh, – if we can, I just still have to put it together, but uh, I'm actually writing myself a note to uh, try to get that program done, and that will be hitting you guys probably come early summertime. So, as always, you guys, thank you. Any requests on the podcast or things you want to hear from us, just throw them out to me. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys. Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.